Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's word applies to our lives in relationships, careers, and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of God Goals and Girl Talk. I pray that you guys had a great Resurrection Sunday. We had an awesome, awesome time. Shout out to everybody who was able to come to our movie night where we watched Passion of the Christ the internet okay technical difficulties did not stop us we still were able to get through and watch the movie and you know have just awesome conversation about it after the fact and so i definitely think it's something that we're going to continue so be on the lookout um if you don't follow hearts over habits on instagram it is hearts over habits tampa that way you can get plugged in, get connected with us. I encourage you guys to get in, get connected with our Facebook community. Yesterday, we had one of our exclusive classes to drop from the Hearts Over Habits Life Academy, um, where we had the resume queen, Miss Joya um, Sasu, come on, and she just gave us some really awesome strategies um, for resumes. We know that you know this is a hard time for people people are looking for jobs and we just really wanted to be a resource and a blessing so the video is up if you are not a part of our online facebook community i definitely definitely encourage you to come in get connected with us get plugged in um you had access to myself and all of our other experts um and invite your friends okay we out here um i'm really excited about today's episode and it is it's not a cute episode again I feel like I don't know I don't be coming for y'all okay when I go before the Lord he tells me what to talk about and he had put this message on my heart yesterday I started studying it and then this morning he just kind of downloaded into me everything that needed to be said and so we're just going to get into it today's episode is entitled pick up your mat 
And I started thinking about this because I had a conversation with a family member of mine who is um, not a believer, used to be in the church, and, you know, a disconnect happened, and he's no longer a believer um, and is pursuing a career in the entertainment industry. And um, God had kind of gave me a word for him, and I gave it. And the feedback was not good, so, I mean, it's whatever. I did what I was supposed to do, um, and I'm just going to continue to pray. But something that was said really struck me. And it was the fact that um, this person was blaming lack of familiar familial support for his craft um, because a lot of our family is, you know, older or into the word um, and what he does does not line up with that. And so um, lack of support, you know, if if people would share what I did and da, 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 then, you know, I would, you know, I would, I would have made it by now. And that just really struck me because I feel like, and this is a complete side note, but, you know, even with my platforms, um, I have a health platform called Your Health is Lit, um, where I talk about more health stuff and all of that. Um, I'm, you know, I have this platform and my nonprofit Hearts Over Habits, and then I'm getting ready to launch another project um, for nurses. And at no point do I get offended because my family, whether they listen or don't listen, I'm still going to do what God has called me to do. And if you are an entrepreneur, don't be out here being mad at your friends and your family if you feel like they don't support you the way that they should. Oh, you didn't buy my book or you didn't do this or you didn't do that. Guess what? If that's your audience, you've already lost, right? Like, my audience are not, the, like, we're not his audience. Your audience is the people who like what you're doing. And so if it's not hidden, it's because something is not connecting with them. And so don't be out here holding people responsible for your lack of success. I don't want to hear it, okay? I love y'all. Now let's hop into this. So... Today we're going to be reading um, from John chapter 5. And so God really brought this to my attention after I was just kind of um, just kind of thinking about the conversation that I had with my family member. It just, I was like, why does he feel like <laughs> we are responsible? And so I want to read, um, I'll read all of John chapter 5. Um, and then we will kind of go from there. It is not very long. And I just really am excited because I feel like God is charging us to pick up our mat. So in John chapter 5, Jesus heals a lame man um, on the Sabbath. There's a lot of turmoil that goes behind it with the Pharisees. And we're not really going to discuss the Pharisees today, but more so discuss um, the man. And so... Um, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. I do have something to add from the King James Version. And when you guys are studying your Bible, I highly recommend um, reading a, like several translations because you will catch different things and just revelation in different versions of the Bible. So, um, John 5.1. Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for... Uh, one of the Jewish holy days inside the city near the sheep gate was a pool of was the pool of Bethesda 
with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been there for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and he, he knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? I can't, sir, said the sick man, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else gets in there ahead of me. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his mat. Um, he rolled he rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath, so the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, "You can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to to carry that sleeping mat." But he said, but he replied, "The man who healed me told me pick up your mat and walk. Who did such a thing as that?" They demanded. The man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, Now you are well, Stop. so stop sinning, or something even worse may happen to you. Then the man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had healed him. And so that's um, John 5, 1-15. through 15. Now let's talk about this. So... What I thought was very interesting to me um, in my studies, I found that I just kept being drawn to the fact that they mentioned that Jesus came to Jerusalem at the Pool of Bethesda, at the Sheep's Gate, five cover porches, and in every translation that is there. And to me, I just was like, okay, God, why is this important? Because I feel like every part of the Bible is important, even the, the parts that we don't feel are super deep. And so as I was doing my research, I found that Bethesda, depending on the translation, can be translated a couple different ways. But two that I saw um, were the place of mercy and the house of flowing. And I thought it was very interesting that Jesus came to this place of mercy, to this house of flowing, um, to heal these people in the sanctuary. So the Pool of Bethesda were, was a place or a sanctuary where um, it was believed that um, you know, miracles for healing could happen. And then the fact that it was called the sheep's gate, you know, we are, you know, we are the sheep of God. We are his people. And so he came through the gate of his people. He met them in a place of mercy. And then there were five covered porches, five being a number that indicates God's grace. And so they are literally covered by the grace of God in this place where his mercy is flowing in this house of flowing and they meet Jesus there. I was like, wow. <laughs> like this man is being covered by grace. He is meeting, he's meeting, like God is meeting him in this place where of, of mercy, of grace. He is a porch, you know, these covered porches, porches are coverings. He is literally, these people are covered by the grace of God um, at the pool of Bethesda, believing for their miracle. And it just struck me as very interesting. And so God gave me three things um, that had to happen, right? And so there was a wait, there was a decision, and then there was action. And all of these things had to take place for this man to get healing. And so let's talk about the wait. So I'm going to read um, John 5, 3 and 4 again 
from the King James Version because it talks about how the Bible, how the pool had to be stirred. And so it says, in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halted, withered, waiting for the movement of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled or stirred the water. Who at whosoever then first, after troubling the water, after the troubling of the water stepped into the pool, was made whole or healed of whatever disease that he had. And so when Jesus meets this man, he's been waiting for 38 years, right? 38 years this man has been sick. And he has been sitting at the pool of Bethesda for the last 38 years, watching other people receive their healing, receive their blessing, receive their wholeness. He literally had a front row seat to the restoration and success of other people, but then still had the faith to stay in place because he knew that if God did it for them, that he could also have that same thing. And he wasn't um, bitter. He wasn't angry. It didn't, you know, he wasn't rude when he talked to Jesus. He was in the position. He never left the position. He never left God's mercy. He never left God's, you know, God's grace. He stayed under um, the protection of God, waiting for his turn, waiting for his restoration, waiting for his wholeness. 38 years of watching, literally being next to the thing that could heal him and then watching other people get their healing before them. And so it just really challenged me. You know, God asked me, like, are you willing to wait? And then how are you going to navigate the waiting season in your life? Are you going to be bitter? Are you going to be discontent? Um, are you not going to steward over that season well? What is God showing you in the season of waiting? It is the hardest thing to do because you you are in a position where you have to have faith. Because you know that God can do it. But you're having to wait on his timing because his timing and our timing are not the same. 38 years, this man watched people. He was so close and yet so far. How are you navigating your waiting season? What are you doing in the wait? That is so important and it really is a time where I feel like God really does the most heart work and heart surgery on us when we're in the waiting season. When things don't look great, are we still going to continue to bless him, to honor him, to do what's right? Or are we going to fall, um, you know, fall into the ways of the world where we are trying to make things happen in our own time, um, trying to, you know, doing whatever it takes, scheming, trying to get over. What are you doing in the waiting season? You're sitting here asking God to, you know, to bless you or you'll, you know, you'll get something that you know doesn't belong to you in the waiting season and then sit there and tell God, thank you for the blessing. But that's not of God. You thinking the wrong person. Oh man, they accidentally gave me 20 to extra dollars worth of change out the drawer. Thank you, God, for the blessing. You know good and well that $20 don't belong to you. Where's your integrity? What you think is a blessing is going to hurt somebody else. That single mom that works at the cashier's drawer, she's going to lose her job because her drawer is $20 short. But you, oh, thank you, God, for the blessing. No. How are you handling the weight? What work are you doing in the wait? How's your integrity in the wait? 
Are you willing to really be happy for those who are succeeding and not be bitter? Oh, that's cool that you got that, but, you know, blah, 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 blah. No. How is your integrity? How's your heart in the waiting season? The wait is so important. Are you prolonging your waiting season by complaining? A trip that was supposed to take the children to Israel 12 days took them 40 years and they, only two of them saw the promised land because they wanted to complain their entire waiting season. It got extended. Then they didn't even get the thing they were waiting for because they want to complain. They want to lose their integrity. They want to worship other gods. They want to do all of these things. The waiting season is critical in building your character because when God gets you to the place where you're asking to be, there's a level of integrity that it's going to take to maintain there. What are you doing in your waiting season? I want y'all to sit on that. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and we're going to be talking about the decision. Hey guys, it's your girl, Charlotte Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am here to talk to you today about starting your own podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, I'm going to share my podcasting secrets with you. I use a program called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. First off, it is free 99, costs you no money at all. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. You can make money with your podcast, getting your coins with no minimum listenership. It is everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are wanting to do something new in 2020, you want your voice to be heard, you want to start a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, guys, so we are back and we are talking about the point of the decision to pick up your mat. So I feel like Jesus, um, you know, gave this man a decision to a decision to make, but he never really um, answered this question. Um, you know, so God, so Jesus asked the question in verse six. It says, when Jesus saw the man, he knew he'd been ill for a long time. He asked him, would you like to get well? And then the man's response, low-key annoyed me <laughs> um he said i can't sir um for i have no one to put me in the pool when it bubbles up um someone gets ahead gets there ahead of me and i feel like you know we make these excuses but are you making the decision to get well like jesus asked a yes or no question and got an excuse as an answer are you making the decision to get well? The man had been there for 38 years. He had been waiting 38 years for his breakthrough. He had watched it happen for other people. He had seen the miracles, signs, and wonders happen. So he knew that it was available. 
So I wouldn't even say that answering this question was a test of his faith. He's seen it for 38 years. People get in the pool, pool gets stirred up, they get in, they get healed. Amen. So it wasn't like he may or may not have believed, um, you know, that the healing wasn't available. He knew it was available. He literally sat there and watched it be available to other people. He knew that the breakthrough was there. He waited 38 years for his breakthrough, but then when he was asked if he even wanted the breakthrough, if he wanted his healing, if he wanted his wholeness, he gave a multitude of reasons as to why he couldn't get well, but never answered the question. What excuses are we giving God for why we can't do what he's asked us to do. There was no prerequisite attached to, you know, Jesus wasn't, wasn't like, well, you know, what you got to do is you got to go downtown, make a left turn right, come back, woo-wop, and then if you then at that point still want to get healed, then it's available for you. Nah, he just asked him, do you want to get healed? You would think that somebody who's been sitting in position watching other people get healed for the last 38 years would be like, yes. Like, clearly, sir, I'm sitting at the pool. <laughs> yes. Yes, I want to get healed. But he gave all of these reasons and all of these excuses and blamed other people as to why, you know, he was in the position that he was in. And that's not what God asked him. And I feel like, too, you know, it just reminded me of in the garden with Adam and Eve with the fall when when God asked Adam, what happened? Uh, you know, well, he asked everybody. Eve blamed the serpent. <laughs> and Adam blamed Eve. And then Adam blamed God. The woman that you gave me. What excuses are we are we giving God when he asks us, what, you know, do we want to be healed? Well, you know, um, you know, my cousin did X, Y, and Z to me when I was young, you know, I was molested. And so now I, you know, so I don't have nobody to put me in the pool or, you know, I was in homosexuality. So I don't have nobody to put me in the pool. Uh, I wasn't, I was a liar and a manipulator. So I don't have nobody to put me in the pool. I used to rob people. So I don't have nobody to put me in the pool. No, that is not what he asked. Do you want to be healed? Stop blaming your mom, your cousin, if your mama hadn't, if your cousin hadn't. And I'm not downplaying the things that have happened to people. That's not the point. The point is, do you want to be healed? Get therapy. Do what you need to do to deal with the situations. And all the situations aren't necessarily your fault. They don't talk about how this blind man or how this um, lame man, he wasn't blind, the, how this um, lame man was injured. If he was born that way, that's not his fault. You know the story of um, Meshibbeth. How do you say that man's name? Y'all know who I'm talking about, okay? After um, John, who's Jonathan's heir and David wanted to bless him, he was lame because... Somebody, his nurse was running with him, dropped him. Not his fault, but he still was in the position. It wasn't his fault, but he still was in the position. I'm pretty sure that man's name is Meshibbeth. It's gonna, it's, I botched it. It's gonna bother me, but that's fine. Go read it for yourself. 
Okay. <laughs> but when David calls for him um, to come in the story, they talk about how someone dropped him. Someone who was responsible for him made a, a bad decision and it cost him. And he still got blessed too. So do you want to be healed? Is God waiting on us to stop glorifying our problems? He knows the problems. He knows that your bank account, what it looked like. He knows what your mama did. He knows what that cousin did to you. He knows all of these things. He knows that your daddy wasn't there. He knows that. When we come to him in prayer, are we glorifying the problem? Or are we glorifying him because he, we know that he's the answer to our problems? What if you think that you're waiting on God for your breakthrough, but he waiting on your yes because you ain't answered the question because you're too busy telling him about how Ricky, Bob, and John and all of them did you wrong. And he cares about that stuff, but he also knows it already. God knows our problems. He knows it. Would you like to be well or to be made whole? And I know y'all can't answer me, but I just want to like, I want to ask you that. Would you like to be well and made whole? And answer the question, are you willing to do what it takes for that? Stop giving God excuses for your circumstances or of your circumstance or how you got here. And then stop blaming people their actions or inaction for the lack of your progress. What did God say? What did God say about you, sis? God said that you were the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, that you are the lender and not the borrower. What did God say about you? What did God say about you? Go back and listen to Identity Crisis because a lot of us confuse our circumstance with our identity. Okay, yeah, that happened to, to you. Yeah, I lived through abuse, but I'm not a victim. I'm a mighty woman of God. He's called me for such a time as this. I'm not a victim. I don't even wanna be called a survivor. I'm a daughter of the Most High King. That was a circumstance. I survived, amen, hallelujah, but. That's not who I am. It's a part of my life, but it's not who I am. And so I just challenge you to find out what God said about you, to stop giving excuses, and to stop glorifying your problems to God and start glorifying Him. Get in your word and find the answers to your problems. They're in, they're in there. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. And we're going to talk about the action that is required for you to get your healing. Hi guys, it's your girl Charlotte Walker, the host of God Goals and Girl Talk. Here to talk to you about my new prayer journal. Ah! 
I am excited. It is on Amazon. Check God's resume. Why are we checking God's resume? Not because he's not great, but because sometimes we just have to remind ourselves of the things that he's already brought us through. This journal will walk you through just documenting the great things that God has done in your life. And it has prompts for quiet time, sermon notes. It tells you how to battle and deal with things that you're struggling with, prayer strategies, anything that you need is in this journal. It will bless you. Please go out, get you a copy on Amazon. It is called Check God's Resume. I cannot wait to hear how it blessed your life. Let's get back to the show. Charlotte Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Did y'all know I had a whole entire nonprofit? Yes, it's Hearts Over Habits Incorporated. Hearts Over Habits is a nonprofit that I started to help encourage and empower young women ages 17 to 24 in living the life that God has called them to live. We talk about life, relationships, education, anything that you need, we have it. And I want you to be a part. So whether you want to be a mentor, you say, hey, I'm older than that, but I love the show and I want to get in. Please, we need people out here helping our younger sisters. And if, sis, you need help, come, come, girl. We have a whole entire Facebook group, Hearts Over Habits Incorporated. Get in, get plugged in. We have so much fun, so much community in that group. And then we have our Online Life Academy launching in August. It is going to be phenomenal. We are going to have experts that are going to be teaching classes in budgeting, career, anything that you need, we want to make sure that we have it. So go ahead, get locked in. Find us on Facebook and Instagram, Hearts Over Habits Tampa on Instagram, and Hearts Over Habits on Facebook. Like, share, get in the group, add your friends, add your mama them, everybody, bring them all. Go to our website, www.heartsoverhabits.org today to either get plugged in with a mentor or to become a mentor and do our mentor application process or to volunteer. I am so excited about this community and everything that God is going to be doing and I want you to be a part. Let's get back to the show. Okay, y'all, so now it's time to talk about the action. So in verse eight, so the man gives all these list of excuses, right? And so then Jesus says, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his mat and he began walking. So the man had enough faith and obedience to roll up the mat, pick it up and start walking. Even though he never directly answered this question and gave a list of excuses. And to me, this just really shows the grace of God, right? So remember, he's covered. He's under this covered porch. He's covered under the grace of God at the pool of mercy and flowing. And although he never answered 
um, the question. It just really shows the grace that literally covered his life. It also shows the character of God, right? Like God knows the desires of our hearts. That means he didn't have to answer the question. Jesus knew the answer, but he wanted him to declare it for himself. Make the decision for yourself. God wants a lot of things for us, but we don't ever make the decision. And so then we live our lives broken when healing and wholeness is available to us readily. And so he, um, you know, he knows the desires of our hearts and he wants to give them to us. Like, he's like, get up, roll the mat up, let's go. <laughs> right? And he he got up. He had the faith to do that. So he had the faith of at least a mustard seed child because he, he got up. And so it's just really important to understand that God's grace covers us. And he wants you to have the desires of your heart. Jesus already knew that that man wanted to be healed, but he wanted him to speak and declare it for himself. He wanted him to make the decision. And even though he was not, um, the man maybe didn't understand the magnitude of what was going on. And he gave him all these, well, you know, I'll be trying, but then, you know, I, you know, I, I slipped back into it or, you know, I backslide a little, you know, because, you know, if my mama would have raised me in the church, then maybe. And he just like, look, you know what, just, just get up, pick, pick, pick him mat up and come on. <laughs> and he did not, the man did not follow Jesus, but he like, pick, pick him mat up, bread and just get the walk in because you're not about to answer my question, but I know my grace, I'm going to cover you. I'm going to be graceful and, and show you mercy at this place of mercy. My mercy is flowing here. Get up, pick up your mat and walk. And he did. Because guess what? Your healing will come through your obedience. Your healing will come through your obedience. What was the last thing God told you to do? What did he tell you to give up? What show did he tell you to stop watching? Even something that small matters. One of my good friends, we were talking about, we love just talking about Jesus. Like we literally do it for hours. And we... Um, she was telling me about this show that she was watching and she kind of felt convicted about watching the show. And so she was like, okay, what do you think? And I was like, sis, what God tell you to do? Like, you know, good and well, you ain't supposed to be watching that. And she stopped watching it. And then two or three days later, got an answer that she had been praying for. God gave her an answer. And a breakthrough in, in a completely different area of her life based on her obedience. She's on her way. She's rolling up her mat and receiving healing based on her obedience. What was the last thing God told you to do or to stop doing? Because it's not always, okay, go here, do this, make a left. It's stop watching that show. Quit hanging out with those people. Um, stop, you know, hanging out with that little boy. Quit texting him back change your number how drastic or how desperate are you to have your peace and to change your life how bad do you want it do you want it bad enough to where you will stop um you know doing things that you're comfortable with even though it makes no sense even though it may not be the cool thing to do or do you want it so bad 
that you're willing to stop doing what you're supposed to stop doing things you know you had no business doing are you willing to change your number i don't care that you've had the same number for the last 10 years and your mama didn't know it by heart you need to disconnect yourself from some people get radical about your peace get radical about your wholeness delete your whole entire facebook create a whole new one so that memories don't come up and try to get you in your feelings delete block brand new restart you are a new creature a new creation a new creature in christ get rid of them things child you you have to make the decision and then your actions have to follow the decision that you made what i also found very interesting was that the man didn't leave the mat there and so when I really, you know, was trying to digest that, God just kind of, God gave me the revelation that he continued to carry the mat because it served as a reminder of where that man used to be. And the mat is his testimony, right? The Bible tells us that we are made overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So someone may you know know that you used to be one way and then they say hey i thought you used to um you know i thought you used to be a stripper oh no girl i let me tell you let me tell you about how god's how god changed my life so don't be afraid of that don't be afraid of people knowing where you came from don't worry about what they're talking about those naysayers but don't be ashamed and don't be afraid because that's your testimony. The mat is his testimony. Your story is your testimony. You're going to be able to bless somebody else. You're going to be able to let somebody else know that if God will do it for you, he'll, if, he'll do it for them. They've seen you be able to, to get into the pool of Bethesda. And now... They want to know how you did that, how you got your healing, how you were made whole. Don't shy away from your old set of circumstances. That man continued to carry his mat because the mat is his testimony. Also note too that your continued progress will be, be, will be based on continued obedience. So the man was obedient, boom, got his healing. Okay, we in there. But then in verse 14, it says, But afterward Jesus found him in the temple and told him, Now you are well, so stop sinning, or something even worse may happen to you. That came straight from the word, like the mouth of Jesus. It's in red in the Bible. Jesus said it. Do not get into a place where you get your wholeness. And then you get comfortable and then you start sinning, which is why that waiting, pe that waiting period and that waiting season is so critical because it's really where, where God lays the foundation of your integrity, of who he's called you to be. A lot of that happens in the waiting season, in the wilderness. When Jesus was led to the wilderness by the Holy Spirit, FYI. Quit giving the devil all that credit. The Bible says Jesus was then led. He got baptized and was then led into the wilderness by the spirit to be tempted by the devil. 
Even Jesus went through a waiting period, a waiting season, a wilderness. So if Jesus went through a wilderness, what is the likelihood of you also going through wilderness seasons in your life? High. Because we're not Jesus. Okay? <laughs> like if Jesus did it, you def it's definitely going to happen to you. <laughs> if Jesus if Jesus needed a community, definitely going to happen to you. If Jesus, the son of God, made flesh and came down here and got baptized by his cousin, John the Baptist, you probably should get baptized too. I highly recommend it. Like if Jesus is our example, just know that many of the trials outside of the the crucifixion and death because he did that for us on our behalf you're going to probably you're going to experience the things that he experienced persecution people talking about you um you see the pharisees he did something good the pharisees was being haters oh who oh who did that come on man like this is light work jesus did it keep it pushing you can do it push through because your your progress is going to be hindered by the lack of obedience. So you you can you literally cannot afford to be back in a place of doing this thing where like now you back at the pool again unnecessarily because you've allowed yourself to slip back into those old ways. And so it's a continual walk of progress, not perfection. You do not have to be perfect. That's why Jesus came. God knew we were raggedy, knew that we weren't going to be perfect and was like, "Let me just help them <laughs> but progress you shouldn't be struggling with the same issues from when you first get saved those things some of those things should no longer be issues for you get some therapy get some boundaries and pull your life okay <laughs> therapy boundaries prayer and pull your life like, let's go. We ain't got time for that. I don't want to hear about what your mom and them did, what they're doing, and what they're continuing to do. Because when we get face-to-face -face with Jesus, he's only going to ask you what you did or didn't do. And you don't want to be like the men with the talents. And if you don't know the story, one of them got called a wicked and evil servant. And we'll talk about that in one episode, child, whenever God tells me and releases me to do so. So, here's my kind of to sum it up, right? So we have the weight, the decision, and the action. What are you speaking? What are you praying about? What are you learning in your waiting season? What are you speaking in your in your season of decision? Have you made the decision? If you have not made the decision to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, please do it. It is the best decision I've ever made. Do you want to be made whole? And then after that, be ready to do the work. You're going to have to pick up your mat and walk. You're going to have to be obedient. You're going to have to be able to share your testimony. The, mat, the mat's not going to go anywhere. The abuse is still going to have happened. But I can pick up my mat and walk. Pick up your mat and walk. I want y'all to make the decision to live a life that Jesus died for you to have. And then follow the instructions of the Lord. Check your heart, check your mouth, and check your actions.
All right. So that's it for this episode of God Goals and Girl Talk. I love y'all. I will see y'all next week. Please stay stay safe and stay your butts at home, please. Okay. I gotta get ready to go to clinic. Mask all day. Got little lines and little indentations on my face. Pray for your girl. I'm praying for y'all. God bless you, and I'll talk to y'all next week. Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community, Hearts Over Habits, on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.